Welcome aboard to the Great Movie Podcast. I'm Katie, and I use she, her, hers pronouns. And I'm Rebecca, and I also use she, her, hers pronouns. And we'll be your guides through this magical journey into the movies. Please keep all arms, hands, feet, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. And don't forget to supervise your children. So this is just going to be our intro episode so you can get to know your hosts a little bit. We're going to talk about our like Disney credentials, why you can trust us slash maybe why you choose not to trust us. And then we'll go through like some of our favorites. And then at the end, we're going to talk about the format of the podcast moving forward. Yay! I'm so excited. So I will start us off. Uh, We'll get us kicked off. So my Disney credentials... Um, this is Rebecca talking, by the way. Oh, also, uh, before we get started, we are sisters. Oh, um, yeah. I meant to ask you before we started recording, like, how you wanted to address no, that. No, we're, we're sisters. Also, please tell us if you guys think we sound alike, because I have no idea. Do you think we sound yeah. alike, Katie? I, I don't think so. We should also put up a poll. Um, guess who's the older sibling and who's the younger sibling? <laughs> I feel like, and if you know us, you're not allowed to answer. <laughs> uh, I feel like people will be able to guess. Just my, I, 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 I could, I could see that. I Especially see if you listen to this whole episode first, and then we'll try not to give it away. But yeah, maybe. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so back to Disney credentials. So um, Katie will probably mention this too, but we grew up in a very pro Disney household. Um, <clears throat> for a lot of these movies, like the animated movies I literally do not remember the first time I watched them because I was so young like y'all you should see our Disney movie collection it's crazy anyway so that's the first thing the second thing is um I went to Disney World actually um a few times as a kid like the first kind of my first memory of Disney World in Florida is like as a seven-year-old um eight-year-old kid um, visiting all the parks. Um, and I went a few other times, but probably my biggest claim to like, uh, Disney credentials is that I actually worked at Disney World, uh, for a, for 10 months and I've been to all six Disney resorts. So I did the college program, the Disney college program in the spring of 2015. And I worked there, like I said, for a total of 10 months at the Contemporary Resort. I worked as a merchantainer. So oh basically, I, <laughs> I worked at the register. Um, and yeah, we'll definitely, that will definitely come up. I promise. We'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> obviously, that means I went to Disney World a lot. So if you don't know, as a cast member dis- slash Disney employee cast member is what we call ourselves or did call ourselves, you get to visit anytime you want for free. So I went a lot. <laughs> um, and as a, and as for like all the six Disney resorts, like I said, been to Disney World plenty of times. 
I visited Disneyland Paris uh, with a couple friends after I graduated college. Shout out to my aunt and uncle for the best graduation <laughs> present ever. Um, and then I went to um, Disneyland Hong Kong, uh, Disney Shanghai, and uh, Tokyo Disney all in one trip in the summer of 2018. I was lucky enough to go on that amazing trip uh, two summers ago. And t- I say technically because I've been to Disneyland in California three times, but I was under the age of five for all those trips so that is like one that I have been to there's photographic evidence but obviously don't really remember it too well so like that's the next trip on my list is to make it out to California again and um you know on this podcast we'll be talking about the animated movies actually when I worked for Disney back in 2015 I made it my mission to watch all of the like fully animated like classic Disney features. So every time we talk about this movie, it will at least be my second time watching it. I have seen all of them before. So um, as for podcasting credentials, I've got zero. Um, That's where my sister is the expert. Um, So I will let her talk about her Disney and podcasting credentials. But yeah, that's it. So I obviously grew up in the same household as my sister. Um, So we did grow up watching Disney movies a lot. They were just like always kind of on. But I'd say that my like real connection and real love for Disney grew through going to Disney World. Not that I dislike the movies at all, but like that's what sparked my like more fangirl and more obsession kind of with Disney not so much just like a casual observer and fan of the movies so we are definitely a Disney World biased podcast so if we have any Disneyland people we apologize yeah (laughs) yeah so the reason why we started going to Disney World was my aunt moved from where we lived in North Carolina down to Florida and got a job at Disney World so that's when I really started going and that wasn't until I was like 11 years old I want to say I was in fifth grade when Ann Ann moved down there around that age slash fifth grade was the first year she was down there Um, but every year since then I think I've gone at least once if not it definitely averages out to at least once a year because there were a couple years like throughout college and throughout high school that I went three times a year so (laughs) There's that. I'm also currently a Disney annual pass holder. Uh, So that's kind of my big claim to fame. I was down there earlier in the year for an internship. So I decided to become a weekday annual pass holder. I shelled out like $350 for it. So like not a big spender. I'm not super wealthy, but um, I just got all you need is a Florida ID basically. And you can spend very little on a Disney annual pass. So there's my pro tip. And and for context, like a one day pass to Magic Kingdom is like 120. I was going to say, don't quote me on this because I'm not a Disney cast member and I haven't been in five <laughs> years, but I know it's over a hundred. So and see Katie back me up on that. Yeah, no. And you get free parking with it and parking is like 22 or $23, I think. So like with me spending 350 on an annual pass, I literally made my money back within basically two trips because you also get discounts on merchandise and I get like photo pass photos as well. So it was definitely worth it for me, even though I haven't been able to use it a whole bunch because parks were closed for a really long time. Um, 
But yeah, so that's kind of like my big thing. I do spend a lot of my time watching Disney vloggers and Disney videos on YouTube. So I get a lot of, I'd say I'm more up to date on Disney news than Rebecca, but I feel like she may be more of like knowledgeable. A hundred percent. I agree with that kind of breakdown. I definitely am not like up... Another thing with my podcasting credentials, like, sorry, people, but I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Don't come at me. Um, (laughs) It's just, like, not my, like, I, I, the ones that I do, like, the three or four that I do listen to, absolutely love, like, listen to every single episode. Um, And I'm just not one to stay up to date on the news. Katie is always the one to tell me what is happening, like, in the Disney news and, and stuff like that, so... Um, but you guys decide, like, who is more of a Disney expert, the person that is a current annual pass holder or someone who actually worked at Disney World. No, I'm yeah. just I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, we definitely uh, have, like, overlapping knowledge, but also I would say, like, complementary knowledge. Like, we don't have the exact same Disney experience. So I think that'll be good going forward. Um, I think so, too. I also, I do want to say that one thing that we really want to try and bring to this podcast that maybe doesn't make us stand out, but at least, like, makes us different than some of the other Disney podcasts that are out there, just because we are such big fans of the park, we do want to make it, like... more park centric not more park centric than movie centric obviously but we do want to bring in a lot of information about the parks um and kind of combine the movies and parks into a into one podcast i know that there are lots out there that are more movies or more parks we want to try and do our best to combine those two just because we do kind of love the movies in the parks in different ways but i'd say just about equally yeah um and like I said, especially Disney World, most of this will be Disney World centric. But um, but like I said, I have been to a, like the Asian true. one, so like that is also really cool. I feel like not a ton of people have done that. So even though I've only been yeah. to them once each, um, will definitely I will definitely like go back through my old photos, like kind of look at my like travel journal and bring you some of my thoughts about that as well. Yeah, for sure. That that'll be a fun thing to talk about. Now, speaking of the podcast that Rebecca listens to, one of those podcasts is another podcast that I'm on. Some of you may be coming from there. I'm not sure. But I do also have a Harry Potter podcast called Wizard Studies. And I just have a great love for podcasts. I listen to too many. (laughs) Um, But I just really love them and kind of had always wanted to have my own since I started listening. And now I have two about my two great loves in life, Harry Potter and Disney. So Sh- I feel like I've plug. made it. Yeah shameless, yeah, shameless plug for Wizard Studies. It's awesome. I am not on it, but don't let that deter you from listening. <laughs> it's awesome. I actually made a joke the other day that I've asked to, like, as, to be a guest on that podcast, which Katie and Audrey don't really do guests. So many times yeah. that I finally convinced Katie to just start another podcast with me. So, yeah. Um, because I love Harry Potter just as much, almost as much as Katie. <laughs> I don't know at this point. She has her own podcast, so that might like kind of one up me on the Harry Potter love. But anyway, should we talk yeah. about like the, like just a tiny bit about the format before we move on to the next questions? Yeah, we can. But super quick, I'm also an annual pass holder at Universal. So if you're Like, if you want theme park stuff to come into this as well, like, if you guys are interested in theme parks and you want to hear about Universal, I could also talk about that. I know that that's not 
Disney, but I think that something that's synonymous with Disney is obviously theme parks and roller coasters and rides and like entertainment at parks. So if you ever want like a comparison episode between the two big parks in Central Florida, I don't include SeaWorld in that on purpose, guys. Like <laughs> SeaWorld. <laughs> it doesn't it's not on the same level. But if if that's something that you guys are interested in, let me know because I'd be I'm down to talk about it and compare the two because I do have thoughts and feelings. Yeah, definitely something I am an annual pass holder of neither. Obviously only worked for Disney, did not work for Universal. So, but I have been to Universal. It's been a hot minute, uh, but I've been there. So definitely Katie, you know, could probably take the lead on that, but definitely something we're open to. So basically I'd like, we'll get more into the nitty gritty of the format of the podcast at the end of this intro episode but just quickly since we've mentioned it a couple times what our plan is going forward is to watch every single feature length theatrical released animated Disney and Pixar movie um how many does that equal Katie I I feel like I should know that number off the top of my head like but I don't 80 something I believe Again, don't quote me on this, but I believe it's like 58 Disney and then 20-something Pixar. Yeah. What we have is a uh, spreadsheet with a list of all of those. And we've used the, like, official list. So if you, we'll get into that probably on the beginning of our first episode. And we're doing, we're not going in order because that's been done before. We are doing a random number generator. And that's the order we're going in. Anything yeah. you want to add, Kay, on that? Not really. I, I will say quickly, I know that some people, like, separate Pixar from the Disney animated mm-hmm. full length, and I do understand that they're, like, different. They're different production companies, basically, and different teams that work on them. But, like, Pixar is just so, like, so Disney to me. Like, yeah. they're in the parks. I feel like we have a conversation whether we wanted to include Pixar or not, and I feel like you can't not include Pixar. I do understand that they're separate, yeah. but, like, they're just so inextricably linked in my mind yeah. that I couldn't not talk about, like, The Incredibles or Inside Out or Coco. Right. And the other thing I would add here is that compared to other companies that Disney has acquired over the years, like, obviously Disney owns Star Wars, Disney owns Marvel, yeah. Now they own 20th Century Fox. Like, you know, the list goes on and on. It's kind of scary, guys. Don't look at it too much. But Disney and Pixar have had a relationship since the beginning of the foundation of Pixar. Please go watch the Pixar story. Is that what it's called? Very good. On Netflix. Um, Really great documentary. But basically, John Lasseter, he (laughs) was a Disney animator before he worked at, before he started Pixar. And, Mm -hmm. um... Disney put a lot of money into the first Pixar film and basically had a relationship with them the whole time until they became like a subsidiary of Disney. So unlike a lot of the other companies, like Disney and Pixar have had a relationship the whole time. So in my mind, that's like a good justification. Also, it's just more fun that way than like you get Pixar one week, Disney the next week. Yeah. And I feel like Pixar movies are more similar to like classic Disney animated movies than those Marvel movies, than those Star Wars movies. Like that is a whole different genre, you know? Exactly. It would be a lot. Exactly. So there's that. Now we're going to get into our favorites. So this one is probably going to be the most controversial. 
We're going to start with our top three favorite Disney movies. And we had to go with three because you can't pick just one. You really can't. Okay, but why didn't we do five? Just saying. Anyway, it's fine. Five is too many. Okay, so we decided on three. So, uh, and we're doing, since, again, like, everything's Disney and Pixar. So, like, if we just say Disney in your mind, think Disney slash Pixar. So, Katie, what are your three favorite Disney Pixar movies? Okay, so... For the longest time, I never had a favorite. I just, like, they were Disney movies. They were all great. And then I think when I was in high school, Hercules was on Netflix, and I watched it so many times, and I just fell in love with Hercules, and more specifically, the character of Megara. Like, she is my girl. I love her. She makes that movie. I love me some Pegasus. I just love Hercules so much. So that one like has kind of that when people ask me what my favorite one is and they need like a quick just one movie answer, Hercules. That's the answer. But two that do come in close are Wreck-It Ralph and Big Hero 6, which I understand that they're not like classic Disney movies. They maybe are more unexpected. But I just love Wreck-It Ralph. Like, there is a period of time in high school. So I, I cut my hair really, really short at the end of my freshman year of high school. And my hair is curly and does not look good short, turns out. So I had to straighten my hair, basically, for it to not look like an afro on me. So every day, like, when I'd have to straighten my hair, I would put on Wreck-It Ralph. And, it like, whatever I finished straightening my hair, whenever I finished and I had to go to bed, that's where I'd stop the movie. And I'd just start the movie right where I stopped the next day. So I was just, like, watching this on repeat for, like, probably two months or something like that. And I just love it so much. And then Big Hero 6, I just, I love the team up. I love the different characters. Obviously, I don't love that, spoiler alert, that Tadashi dies. <laughs> um, and I know that it's kind of both Rugged Ralph and Big Hero 6 fall into that like unexpected villain thing that people hate that Disney's been doing lately. But I just think that they're great films. And I just, I really, those are my top three. We will get into the unexpected villains thing. Also, yes. <laughs> I love all those. I love those movies, but none of those are on my top three. And <laughs> my top three also might be kind of controversial. I, when we decided what questions we were going to answer, not going to lie, like I struggled so hard. There is like 70 or 80 movies to choose from, you guys. Um, yeah. And I love so many of them. Um, and I tried to, we decided that we weren't going to do, like, our favorite movies as a kid or anything. Yeah. That, like, we're picking our current favorites. Like, we, we and we understand that nostalgia plays, like, a big part yes. in it. But, like, these are, like, if I could sit down and pick any movie to watch, like, I would say that I would probably end up picking one of those three currently. Yeah. Um, so that's how we approach this question. I will say... I'm going to throw in extra answers. Katie can be mad at me all she wants. But if you ask me what my favorite movie when I was a kid, this is not one of my three. This doesn't count. I would say The Lion King. And I have stories about that. And we will get into that when we get to The Lion King. But basically, it's like the first movie I ever saw in theaters. And apparently when I was three, I watched it every day or something like that. So anyway, I hurt my like soul, my heart a little bit to like cut The Lion King out of my top three. But I just haven't watched it in actually like a little while, like a couple years probably. And yeah, so it's not on my current top three. 
Um, it will probably change as we go through this. I don't know about you, but I think I will change my mind. And I will probably say, like, this is one of my favorites for, like, way too many of them. But. Yeah, true. Current top three. Number, and this is in no particular order. Unlike Katie, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I could say what my favorite is. I feel like people ask me all the time and I give them different answers. When I started working for Disney World we had to say what our favorite movie was and I freaked out because I was like this is impossible I think I said Frozen (laughs) and I really like (laughs) I know I know and it was like it had only been out for a couple years at that point I tend to like gravitate towards the new and shiny stuff so sorry I would not say Frozen Frozen's not even on my top three now so anyway (laughs) top three now are Black Cauldron y'all are sleeping on this movie it is one of the best Disney movies and it's got that like dark atmospheric thing also I'm super into fantasy Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and all that stuff is like my favorite this is like Disney's kind of take on fantasy also it's like so weird it came out in 1985 and it's so 80s like you can tell when you watch it it was from the 80s and I love that so yeah super weird one um Disney Please give me Black Cauldron merchandise. (laughs) I need stuff. There's nothing. Number two would be Mulan. Um, We're not going to talk about the live action. Well, neither neither of us have seen it. That's true. It's not even out yet. It's, well, by the time this episode comes out, it will be out. But right now it's not. Um, The music, the girl power, I can't say enough. I just love Mulan. And lastly, Coco. Um, this is a fun one because it's not Disney. It's actually Pixar. But the first time I saw this movie, I was, bl- like, blown away in theaters. I think I saw it twice in theaters. I tell people about this movie that don't know it that I could watch it every single day. And while I don't do that, I completely wholeheartedly believe that that's the truth, that I could watch it every single day. Um, I love the story. It makes me cry still when I watch it. It makes me laugh. The music is so good. Um, Amazing movie. So those are my top three. Yes, I do think that if we had had a favorite Pixar movie, I think that Coco would either be like my number one or like number two. Yeah. I don't know if I could say I like another Pixar movie more than I like Coco, even though I do really like Inside Out. Yeah. It would probably be between those two. Yeah, if we could include, like, five movies, like Lion King, Inside Out, are kind of, like, the odd ones out, unfortunately, for me. On the, like, top three movies, those are just... Yeah, Inside Out. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, Katie said we can only pick three, so... Yeah. So, for our next question... What are your top three favorite Disney songs? Or Disney slash Pixar. I know that we said this before, but when yeah. we say Disney, we're speaking about Disney and Pixar. Um, This question also gave me um, such a hard time when I say... It, it is hard. I, well, at one time, I think I had 10 songs written down and I had to go and delete them. <laughs> and honestly, the third song, like, I had 10... The top two, I kind of, like, knew when I first had them written down. And then the third one took me forever. I think I've changed it today again already. So the third one is kind of like could be one of any of like 10 or 20 songs. But number one is I put this song on here because if I like to when people ask like what are your favorite Disney things 
I like to get them to be more specific. Like, what's my favorite Disney princess movie? What's my favorite blah, blah, blah. Like, I need more specific because I have so many favorites. (laughs) So this is my favorite Disney princess song of all time, um, Colors of the Wind. Um, We'll get into it when we talk about Pocahontas and that movie, um, why it's not great. But this song, oh my god, I love this song so much. I love this, love this, love this. Fun fact about me, so you know how Spotify at the end of every every year like does your year in review, Mm -hmm. like most listened to song, most listened to artists. So at the end of 2019, my most listened to song of all time on Spotify, like since 2014, was Colors of the Are you serious? That's so funny. I say this is my favorite, but it's never been like a top listen to song. I don't use Spotify anymore. But when I did, specifically in the year, I believe, like, 2014, the Frozen soundtrack was my number one, which is, I think, why I said in 2015, Frozen was my favorite movie, because I had it on DVD. I watched it a lot. I listened to the soundtrack in the shower. That was my shower. Like, my shower music, I'm very particular and very specific about it. It was my shower music for a year, so you bet I listened to that album a lot. Unfortunately, because we could only pick three and I love the like Frozen soundtrack as a like as a whole. It was so hard for me to pick like one song. I couldn't do it, so I don't have any from Frozen. The second of my top three favorite songs is "Make a Man Out of You." I mean, tell me you can listen to someone say "Let's Get Down to Business" without singing that song in your head. Like if you tell me you can't, I don't believe you. It's iconic, amazing. Um, and then three, the, like I said, I struggled so hard with this one, but kind of going back to the what's like your current favorite, what's something that you go back to, I tried to look at my um, like my kind of favorite songs playlist that I have going and what because I do have some Disney music on there. And again, kind of throwing you guys a curveball on this one. This is a Pixar song. It's actually Touch the Sky from Brave. I just love the Scot the Scottish like theme, the Scottish music, the Scottish flavor going on in there. And this is just a song that if it comes on when I'm driving, when I'm listening to my songs playlist, I just blast it and like will scream it. It's just such an anthem. This song does not get it's enough great. love. Like I said, I probably could have like swapped this out for like 10 other songs, but the reason I thought this one had the edge is just because of how much I like feel good when it comes on on my playlist um but yeah like a bunch of songs from Frozen could have been the third part of your world from The Little Mermaid could have been I love that song some uh, a couple songs from Moana could have been like the third so this like a lot of heartache picking a third but Touch the Sky kind of edges it out just a little bit Katie what about you So my strategy for picking this was to pick my favorite music, like my favorite soundtracks basically, and then to pick my favorite song from those soundtracks. So I picked the three movies I picked, the three soundtracks I picked were Tarzan, Moana, and er, Princess and the Frog. Yeah. So then I picked my favorite song from each of those soundtracks because those are my favorite Disney musics. Like... They're so good. And I think that Princess and the Frog is criminally underrated, especially the music. I do understand that, like, Tiana's a princess, so, like, she does have quite a bit 
of representation in the park and she's getting a ride now which I'm honestly so excited for but I think the music is pretty underrated from Princess and the Frog. So I went with Trash in the Camp from Tarzan which like is probably a little bit of a controversial one because there aren't really words in that song. Um, They're like scatting is like that would probably be what I call that um but it's so good I have just like such a um, strong memory like I used to dance when I was a child and I was a gymnast and I used to come up with like dance routines for different songs and Trash in the Camp was one I did that for and also my favorite song of all time is when I did that for so I think it's they're just like they mean so much to me I don't know I listened to them so much as a child trash in the camp I love that song it's so fun and just jazzy and I think I've realized I like jazzy songs the one for Moana I picked is we know the way which I think is another one that like isn't quite as popular from the Moana soundtrack like it's not I am Moana you know um it's not you're welcome (laughs) even though those are both great songs I do really like we know the way I really like the drum beat in that song I think it's really fun and then my favorite from Princess and the Frog is dig a little deeper again just like a great beat a jazzy like anthem and I if that song is not in the revamped Splash Mountain like if that is not the so you know the scene in Splash Mountain when they come upon like the riverboat and it's a big party like if that is not the song in that scene like the big riverboat party if that stays in there I have no idea what they're doing and how much that is a hundred percent that is that has to be that song yeah that has to be the end like celebration song um I do really like Mabel and Evangeline too that was like a close second because I love Ray and yeah (laughs) super interesting strategy on that one because I feel like I actively avoided picking my favorite soundtracks just because Mm -hmm. for me like I kind of mentioned when I was talking about Frozen for me even if I overall love a soundtrack sometimes that makes it harder for me to pick a favorite song so like I wouldn't say that Pocahontas, Mulan, or Brave they're not my favorite overall soundtracks at all. So Katie and I definitely went in a different direction. Yeah. Question. Awesome. So next question we have is Katie, what is your favorite character? Also, why are we picking one? Because we w- we're up for the challenge. Let's go. So I think I may have given this one away before, <laughs> but Megara, like if you ask me, <sighs> I don't need I don't think I can say that statement but Megara is like my girl I love her her quotes are my favorite I own a shirt that has her like I'm a damsel I'm in distress I can handle this quote on it and like I've played around with the idea of getting that like whole phrase tattooed on my body as well um still not out of the question sorry mom I just I love her so much like I do understand that a lot of her character does come down to like her relationship with males and like I do understand that but I also think that she's such a great independent like I I understand that she still ends up with Hercules at the end of the movie but she's just so sassy like she's so herself I feel like that I love her and I can't say I'm in love is a great song that probably would have been in my top five if we had done top five um 
But yeah, I just love Megara. I think she's so sassy and I think you'll notice that there's a theme in my characters that they're sassy women. Um, Because the other two that I have on here are Tinkerbell. And Tinkerbell is hard because she's such a... um, Like in Peter Pan, her character is so different from her character in the Tinkerbell movies and in the Tinkerbell, like the Pixie Hollow books. And like her presence kind of in the park. But... I love Tinkerbell so much. She's been my favorite probably since I was a child. Like I own like my favorite outfit that I wore to Disney. I have this like Tinkerbell t-shirt that I loved. Um, When I was, I think for my 12th birthday maybe, I got, my aunt had got like a card signed by Tinkerbell, like a happy birthday card signed by Tinkerbell to send to me. And it was, it was a big deal because it was before Tinkerbell was like available to the public. Like she hadn't become a face character yet. So I was like, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I met Tinkerbell for the first time this past summer and I cried. Like, (laughs) I love her so much. And I was... um, a huge fan of the Pixie Hollow books. Like I own so many of those books and I loved when the movies came out. Like it just hit me at like just the right age that I was like a young girl who I like, I don't know. I was young enough to love them as books, not just like as, oh, they're fun Tinkerbell stories. Like, no, I I remember playing Pixies with my friends, like on the playground in school. So I love Tinkerbell. And then Merida, She's just another, like, strong, independent woman who doesn't end up with a man at the end of the movie. Um, I love her hair. I think one of the highlights of my life is one time I was in line for Fantasmic, and a little girl was like, Mommy, look, that girl has Merida hair. And I, like, just about cried. Um, But, yeah, I love Merida. I love Megara. And I love Tinkerbell. Great answers. Actually, Tinkerbell reminds me a bit of Jiminy Cricket in the fa- in mm. their kind of their character in the movie, and then their status is like a Disney icon. When you go back and watch those movies, it's kind of strange. Like that doesn't yeah. quite fit. Like they've become so much bigger than their original like parts in the movie so fun yeah I think that's why it's easy for me to quickly say Tinkerbell is my favorite because she's become so much more than Peter Pan whereas I feel like a lot of times when you pick a favorite character you're like connected to that movie whereas I feel like Tinkerbell is more connected to like Disney World like her part in the fireworks like she's opens up like every movie basically with like the opening screen um she used to be like in that title card and whatever so I think that's why I gravitated towards her like especially as a child because like she was almost a mascot for Disney World not so much like her character as Tinkerbell in Peter Pan yeah and the the way that I answered this question is hilarious because it's actually kind of similar I have one character I like because of the movie and they're the main character but then the other character has kind of taken on that almost iconic status outside of their movie as well so my first answer to this is a Merida like Katie (laughs) if you give me an icon if you give me a woman that does not end up with a man at the end of the movie, I will immediately, like, I, I, another reason I really like Frozen is because I love Elsa, and so Elsa was, like, really close to being on this list, 
Also, another way that I approach this question is which character do I have the most Disney merchandise for? And Merida, I have so much stuff. And like Brave, I love the Scottish. Also, Katie and I have very similar hair. I also have been told (laughs) multiple times by multiple people that I have Merida hair, especially since I started like going a little bit more red. And one time when I met, actually two times that I've met Merida herself, she's told me that we have the same hair. And when I like met her for the first times in the park, I was like shaking. And like, I like put my hair down on purpose. I don't wear my hair down a lot because it's a lot. I did the same thing. I like, I have my hair down in my picture with Merida. (laughs) But if you see my hair and if you see Merida's hair, which like, again, it's not like this exact same, like it's just like curly and big, you know how much hair she has. Like, And my hair is pretty darn long. Same with Katie's. Like, do you know how hard it is to wear that down all the time? It's a struggle. So, specifically to me, Especially in the Florida heat and humidity. Like, you will not catch me with my hair down at Disney World. No. So, specifically for Merida. And she, like, made... She, like, we put our hair over our shoulders. And, oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, second... Like, my, like, other favorite character. Again, this one is kind of... The, like, one that has taken on a status, like, past the movie is actually Maleficent. I don't know why, but I really like Disney villains, like, a lot. And Maleficent, first of all, is just, like, the best Disney villain. Also, is she even really a villain? I don't think so. When I watch Sleeping Beauty, she's, like, the protagonist for me, like... Well, we can talk Aurora about it when we watch really it. not really in that movie. Exactly. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty is terrible. She's not a character. She has 16 lines. Like, yeah. Maleficent is the best. Also, like, other characters. I just really like characters with an M. Like, I don't know if you've picked up that theme, but, like, Maleficent, Merida, like, Mulan, Moana... Mickey is her favorite, like... Yeah, I was gonna say, who's your favorite, who's your favorite Fab Five member? Mickey. Would it be Mickey? Yeah, Mickey. What about you? So, my favorite is Daisy. I understand that she's not in the Fab Five. I don't, like, Minnie's the only girl that's in the Fab Five, but she's in, like, the Magnificent Seven. Is that what they call it? Like, mm. I think Clarabelle and, Diz- mm. or, and Daisy are added. Um, or Clarabella. That's I, Daisy I Erasure. Daisy Erasure, that she's yeah, not in the Fab Five. Yeah, I really like, love Daisy. I think, again, she's just like a sassy woman, if you couldn't tell the theme <laughs> of my favorite characters. Um, so, yeah, there. that's that. So, we're going to... Next is, what is your favorite attraction? And we were going to just blanket do favorite attraction, but that's not a thing that we can do. So, we chose favorite attraction from each park. Um, I don't know if you've noticed a theme, but, like, we can't pick one thing especially me well there's just so many so you really do need to like categorize it yeah I like I we played around with the like idea of doing our favorite like Disney princess movie because that's a whole different category of movies yeah so I will go first um I I'm gonna ask that I can pick one from every resort that I've been to but I'm just kidding because some of them only have two so again uh don't come at us people we are walt disney world yeah i'm only answering for the four parks at walt disney world i am going to pick my favorite international one as well slash california because i've been to them so outside of walt disney world like lumping the five other ones together tokyo disney sea blew my mind 
um incredible if we ever do like bonus episodes and talk about parks like I could do a whole little thing on that but it's just it's the it's unique it's the only one like that also if you didn't get it it's like Disneyland like land and then Disney Sea like oh who thought of that (laughs) so the theming is the best theming of any park I've ever been to I could talk about it forever but I won't so um for Walt Disney World Epcot that's kind of a trash opinion I think especially right now because there's nothing open in Epcot but I don't know why Epcot is just the answer I always say And like I said, it might change if I went to another one. But again, like, I'll get into this. But my favorite thing about the parks, like, isn't necessarily, like, the individual attractions or shows or... To me, the theming and getting to immerse myself in the story of the park is the number one thing I look for. And I think with the Future World and with the International Showcase, Epcot, to me, is my favorite favorite magic kingdom like maybe a close second but epcot is what i went with so then picking a favorite attraction from each of the four four parks in disney world so for magic kingdom i struggled a lot but i finally came so many i know and i was trying to think of like what's the one thing i always want to do or like what's the one thing that i would do if i didn't have a lot of time and i struggled because there's not really one attraction like I know a lot of people like pirates or like haunted mansion for a while my answer to this was space mountain because I am a thrill rights person and there's not like a ton but like space mountain is a good one but then I was like eh. so I finally changed and decided my answer is actually the parades parades are so underrated at Disney World they are amazing like don't just do the rides guys do the parades specifically my favorite is Festival of Fantasy. Um, yeah. Carve out some time around 3 o'clock post-lunch. Watch the Festival of Fantasy. It's so good. Amazing. The, like, music, iconic. Like, so, we should have included our favorite music from the parks because the parks also have amazing music. Um, but Festival of Fantasy, I could, like, sing. It gets stuck in my head all day. And then this is, uh, like, again, I'm cheating because I'm doing two answers. But the Buddha You Parade, which is the parade for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, is just, like, beyond anything I've ever seen. It's just the also iconic song. Find these on YouTube if you can't go to Disney right now. They're amazing. Next is Animal Kingdom. I feel like people are going to hate me for this, and this is so controversial. But again, remember I said earlier, I tend to gravitate towards the new and shiny stuff. So... Flights of Passage in Pandora, like the new Avatar land they have in Animal Kingdom, is just like the technology is incredible. It feels so real. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, I'm not like a massive Avatar fan or anything. And like I definitely, I think I had like the Safari down for a while. And I thought about um, the Everest ride because I really love those. But like Flights of Passage what can I say it's just amazing also like it feels like you're flying so next for Epcot again this was such a hard one because I feel like as much as I love has trash attractions (laughs) is that what you're gonna say (laughs) I already said this was a trash opinion I admitted it um I really like Test Track but I think the new redesign they did recently is not it's, it's not, not even as recently 
That's it's true. It's like, it's pretty old by okay, now. Okay, it is, but like how often do normal people go to Disney World? That's so. true, yeah. Disney World does have a caveat, like things are new at Disney World for like two years. I was going to say for ten years, but maybe that's, <laughs> that's a little, a little bit For like five okay, years. For yeah. like five years. So back to Epcot. I don't think the test track redesign is quite as bad as people say it is, but I definitely think the original or the original version that I went on anyway was superior. So I unfortunately just I'm going to kind of exclude it for that reason. So I'm going to say walking around the country is my favorite thing. I don't like I love doing the rides at Epcot and like Soren is good and I know they're putting in some new stuff and that's going to be awesome. I have a I have a hot take here. So Soren I very much enjoy, but I am of the opinion that if you put Soren in any other park, it would not be as popular as it is at Epcot. That's probably accurate. Also just be yeah, and I like want to do it every time, but again, like it kind of People think of it as a new attraction. It's not new. It's been there for 10 or 15 years now, I believe. Yeah, and, and even redes- the redesign has yeah. been there for two, three years, probably longer. Yeah. <laughs> and if the line is more than 70 minutes, as much as I enjoy Soren, like, it's not worth it. So I just, the country, strolling around the countries is what I'm going with, especially during a festival. It's like food and wine or the holidays, one of my favorite park memories probably ever is uh, towards the end of my college program in December of 2015. Um, It was like middle of December and Epcot does this thing where they have each country talks about their holiday traditions, their December, different December holiday traditions, and they have um, someone telling the story of that. And it's amazing. I did all of them for every single country. I went back like two or three times to Epcot to do this and it was just the most fun I've ever had. Finally, Hollywood. Again, new and flashy stuff does it for me sometimes. Um, Galaxy's Edge. I went in January and I didn't, I did other stuff, but like I definitely could have spent all day just in Galaxy's Edge. I don't want to get into this story at the moment. <laughs> Katie, you know exactly what you're talking about. Smuggler's Run I was, was really fun. I know. Smuggler's Run is really fun. I did that. I attempted to do Rise of the Resistance, which is the like like the main attraction ride. And I got to do half of it. And then it stopped working. And it was the half an hour from closing. So I didn't get to ride all of it. So... In a world when where I got to finish that ride, maybe that would have been my favorite for Hollywood Studios, but I didn't get to finish riding it, so I just put Galaxy's Edge in general. I really love Star Wars, and I just think they knocked it out of the park with Galaxy's Edge, and new and shiny, so. Yeah, also, as of date of recording, the anniversary of Galaxy's Edge was yesterday. Yes! At Walt Disney World. I saw that, I saw that. All right, Katie, what are you, what's your favorite of the four, and then a favorite attraction from each? So, favorite of the four is super easy for me. I am a proud Hollywood Studios lover, and I do have a complicated relationship, we'll say, with the park, because I am in a, like, not an original, obviously. I'm quite young if you haven't been able to tell from this um but I won't tell you my age because we're leaving the birth order up to the fans um, the listeners but 
Hollywood Studios, like, when I first started going, it was still MGM. It still had the Mickey Sorcerer hat. So, like, I'm not that young, I guess. Um, but the new stuff at Galaxy's Edge, I do have mixed feelings about because I do think, or sorry, the new stuff at Hollywood, like with Galaxy's Edge and with Toy Story Land, I love those two things. But I just really like old Hollywood Studios vibes. Like I'm really nervous that they're gonna, they're not gonna have like the, the like the Residence of Sunset Boulevard be a thing anymore. And I love them. Like the characters, like the people that you get to meet just on the streets at Hollywood Studios. The very like 1920s Hollywood, like Golden Age vibe i.e. Tower of Terror they've redone it at Disneyland like it wouldn't be out of the question for them to redo it at Hollywood and just kind of retheme that entire park I think they're trying to and I'm not loving it I also do think Hollywood was like a little bit of an underrated park until they started doing Toy Story Land until Galaxy's Edge until Mickey Minnie Runaway Railroad and now it's like the park to be at and I don't like that. I liked when it was a little bit under the radar. People just came for Tower and Rockin' Roller Coaster and then left. So Hollywood is my favorite, but I like old Hollywood. <laughs> and at that park, I have Tower of Terror down, which like I kind of had an identity crisis because I've realized that I'm like a, a Tower of Terror stan where I used to be a Rockin' Roller Coaster stan. And I feel like those two, like you like one or you like the other, you know? And I think I've switched teams. I think I've become a Tower of Terror fan. And like, I feel like I've turned my back on my main man, Rock and Roller Coaster. But I love Tower of Terror. I think the theming and the merch of Tower of Terror is really what did it for me. I do, like, I think I like the ride of Rock and Roller Coaster better. But Tower of Terror is more Disney. Like, Rock and Roller Coaster is Aerosmith. You know, I, I don't know. I feel the exact same way. I had Tower down. And it came, yeah, theming, completely agree. I also, I'm not a drop ride person, and I actually love the Tower of Terror ride. Like, I was thinking I might even like it better than the, I'm less and less interested in roller coasters the older I get. (laughs) And Tower of Terror is just fun. Oh my gosh, I, I agree. And on the, um, on the, like, Hollywood Studios note, I... How many rides are left from opening day at Hollywood Studios? Not many. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, if you didn't notice, the Great Movie Podcast is because of <laughs> the Great Movie Ride, RIP Great Movie Ride. I have not ridden Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Train, and I don't want to be that person that, that hates when rides get revamped or redesigned or replaced, but... Because that's not always right. Sometimes the new rides are better. And don't just hate on new rides. You know me. I love yeah, I a good mean, like, new and shiny thing. But like, Walt but R.I.P. great about, movie ride. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because like there's always this. I feel like there are Disney fans that are like purists. You know, like yeah. they love the opening day attractions. They don't like it when things get redone. Like when the pirates, when the red dress scene got redone, I feel like there was a lot of outrage about that because that was such like an untouched ride kind of thing. Yeah. And like one of the relics, you know, from the very beginning. But like, I don't know. I feel like Walt Disney was like his plan was always to redo things to yeah. like bring new technology to take advantage of that and so I do try and keep that in mind I will say if they ever do redo Tower of Terror to Gal- like 
to um, the Guardians of the Galaxy like they did at Disneyland, that like that might do it for me. That yeah. might be the tipping point. <laughs> I try not to be, again, you guys, you know me by now. I like the new and shiny stuff. And I try not to be the type of fan that, that just hates on new stuff because it's new and it and it took away something old like without like really thinking about it and plug for the Imagineering story on Disney plus I think they do a really really good job about talking about this and navigating this kind of balance between progress and nostalgia which Disney Mm -hmm. which I think is like the center of Disney balancing those two things like Disney movies Disney parks everything Disney like that's kind of the balancing act of those two things and I think it's Kim Irvine the Imagineer that specifically addresses this in, in like episode three or four or something like that um great job definitely watch it but yeah I just wanted to kind of R.I.P. great movie ride like I said I yeah. haven't ridden Mickey and Minnie's runaway train but like I well very few people have ridden Mickey and Minnie's runaway railroad because like I said I not like I said I haven't said this oh. But I'm pretty sure it was open for, like, two days before the park closed. (laughs) It opened on March 4th, I believe, so. Yeah, so, like, I think it was literally less than a week slash maybe a week before the parks closed down. So, I, that was kind of a bummer. Like, if we're talking from a business standpoint, I think that really wrecked Disney a little bit, the company. But people are going to ride it now. It's the longest, from what I've seen from the vlogs I've been watching, it's, like, the longest line since reopening Hollywood Studios is the hardest park to get a park pass for it's generally the most crowded so yeah just information um moving on Animal Kingdom my favorite ride is Cali River Rapids this was close between Cali and Everest but I do think that since I like them quite similarly Cali does have more nostalgic vibes for me it means more to me than Everest does one of my favorite pictures of me as a child is like standing in front of like one of those like merchandise carts because we had to buy a towel for me because I just got absolutely soaked on Cali one time and I just look so cute um for Magic Kingdom I am a firm Thunder Mountain fan I think that Thunder Mountain and Space Mountain have a little bit of a rivalry and As we'll probably find out throughout this podcast, I'm very much the type of person that won't pick something that's very popular. Like, I just like to be that person that's not cliche. Like, cliches are one of my least favorite things. And being expected. So I think that's, like, part of the reason why I, like, am such a, like, firm Thunder Mountain fan. Because Space Mountain is, like, the popular answer. But, like, I really love the wildest ride in the wilderness. Let me (laughs) tell you. But Katie, let me tell you why Space Mountain is more popular. It's because it's better. I don't, I see, like, I think that the sentiment of me liking Thunder Mountain is that. But I do also think I enjoy Thunder Mountain better. I like the open air ride. I do. I don't dislike Space Mountain. Like, I will, I still ride Space Mountain every time I go. But Thunder Mountain, I don't know. It just, like, is more raucous. Like, it's more shaky, which I always liked shaky roller coasters more than, like, big drops and flips and stuff. Um, But, yeah. Really like Thunder Mountain. Oh, I meant to mention this. For Hollywood Studios, it was really close for me not to pick Fantasmic because Fantasmic is my favorite nighttime spectacular. I cannot believe I forgot about Fantasmic. Yeah. Um, I, like, Fantasmic is my favorite, might be my favorite thing at Disney. Like, 
blanket statement. <laughs> Ooh, I love Fantasmic. I feel the same way, and I'm sorry, just respected Fantasmic like that in my answer. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. I like I do. We'll probably talk, or I don't know if we'll talk about this again, but with fireworks, I don't know if I ever saw wishes. And I think that was purely like a thing of circumstance um, because I generally got in with my aunt's like main gate pass. Like she would let us in for free because cast members are able to do that. Magic Kingdom was generally blocked out over the summer when we would go. So I didn't grow up going to Magic Kingdom a lot. Now, as Animal Kingdom has gotten more popular with Pandora and as Hollywood has gotten more popular, like throughout high school and more in college, she wasn't blocked out from Magic Kingdom. And I would generally go to for spring break instead of the summer. I know this is a long story to get around to a very like insignificant point, but because I never like grew up going to Magic Kingdom, I don't have that same nostalgia for it. And I don't think I ever really saw wishes because when I did go, I was little and like we didn't stay because we were tired. Um, but I do do really, really love Happily Ever After. But yeah. And then at Epcot, my favorite attraction is getting a margarita from Mexico. I I really not, I won't say I dislike going to Epcot because it is still a Disney World park, but if you're not going to like drink around the world or eat around the world, people say that Animal Kingdom is a half day park. Y'all, I think it's Epcot. I think Epcot is a half day park now. I really do. Honestly, that might change. The Ratatouille ride is coming to France. It seems to be very close to being opened. They're adding some, or they planned on adding a lot of new refurbishments and new parts to the world showcase I did I do think some of that got tabled specifically the Mary Poppins attraction that they were going to add I do think that that is like definitely postponed at the moment but I think Epcot is the half day park if you're not going to take your time walking around the countries there's not that much to do and I firmly am one of those people who dislikes the test track refurb I really don't like it it makes me not want to go on it every time it used to be a must do it used to be my favorite Epcot now it's no longer so getting a margarita for Mexico is really the only thing I can count on doing every time I go I do really like figment though that would probably be my second answer journey through imagination as a person who loves Epcot, I can't disagree with that opinion, <laughs> to be honest, especially now. Like, you guys, I went in January and there was nothing to do. It's but I will say, countries. I will say, if you do the countries, honestly, you could spend all day doing that. And, like, some of the shows that they do there, like, throughout the day, like, the uh, Chinese acrobats they have and some of the, like, uh, music acts they have in the different countries are great and not I feel like not enough people do that slash know about that so yeah I will say since I've turned 21 I do have a new appreciation for Epcot (laughs) that I did not have at 20 or 18 that's also true all right so next uh intro question we're already going really long sorry guys we love we're almost done though we're almost done um next question is what is your favorite non-disney animated movie movie and what's your favorite disney live action movie so just to show us like show everyone different sides of ourselves in terms of (laughs) non-disney movies and disney live action movies katie so my favorite non-disney animated movie super easy I love the movie Rio. I 
I don't, again, I don't really know why, but along the same lines as Wreck-It Ralph, that was one I would watch just on repeat, just stop where I finished and continue from that point. I love Rio. I honestly might love it more than I love some Disney animated movies. It's really good. I very much enjoy Rio. My favorite Disney live action. This was harder because this is so much more broad. I think we chose not to include like Marvel and Star Wars into this because I think I might have picked one of those. Um, And it's like, did I count Disney like channel movies? Are those, I mean, they are Disney live action, but like, did I want that to be the answer? Um, And I went with Miracle. Both of us are really big hockey fans. I personally would die for Herb Brooks. I understand that he's already dead, RIP, but I would die to bring him back. Um, I semi-picked the college I went to because Herb Brooks coached there at one point. Like that was a big selling point for me. So I love the movie Miracle. If I, favorite Disney Channel movie, either Get a Clue or Avalon High. I love those two movies and they both hold up and I've watched since Disney Plus since like Disney Plus has come out I was gonna ask you what's your favorite decom um since you brought it up fun fact also love Miracle I considered this for my favorite but I just have like a couple that kind of edge it out um and another fun fact I've never seen Rio so it's so good I know you say that every time (laughs) I'm so bad at getting one answer you guys I'm sorry um yeah we did decide that Marvel and Star Wars don't count because also like I would even struggle to pick a favorite among those I could pick that's a whole nother conversation honestly so favorite non-Disney animated movie right now I feel like I'm really biased and I honestly will take a lot for me to get like for me to watch a non-Disney animated movie like it has to be I have to be really interested in it. it has to be different I just tend to prefer Disney's like Disney movies as an adult but as a kid I definitely didn't discriminate as much as I do now <laughs> um so just I'm going to answer this like as uh, as you know currently what my favorite is but just a couple plugs for ones that I loved when I was a kid um the Land Before Time series, we had all those VHSs alongside all our Disney ones, and I don't think, Katie, did you watch them? Yeah. You did watch it. Okay, I couldn't remember. <laughs> I loved that series. Also, The Brave Little Toaster, just saying, those were, like, my jams alongside Disney movies when I was little. But right now, Anastasia. And please don't come at me. This is not a Disney movie. I don't know why people think it is. Probably because it's like the most Disney, like non-Disney animated movie. Because it's like princessy and like songy, but it's not. It's 20th Century Fox. And again, I know Disney just bought 20th Century Fox, but don't come at me. This is not a Disney movie. It, it's like not. Disney had no hand in the production of this movie. Yes, yes. So Anastasia... I've also seen the Broadway stage show of Anastasia, and spoiler alert for those of you that don't know history, but, like, she died, like, with her family. They've confirmed it multiple times, like, she was not lost, but I still just love that story so, so much. So, like, sorry to, like, ruin it for you if you think she, like, might have survived. She didn't. But that movie's still great. Doesn't take away from the movie and the story. Um, for Disney live action, this was really hard, and I'm also going to pick a, 
half animated, half live action movie um, that I love because I can do whatever I want. So <laughs> Bad Knobs and Broomsticks gets an honorable mention for like um, live action movie with animation. I know Mary Poppins is more popular, but you guys are sleeping on Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. It's amazing. And it's not just because Angela, I want to be Angela Lansbury when I grow up, because I definitely do, but also this is just a great movie. But my favorite live action is probably the original OG Pirates of the Caribbean. We had this on DVD and I just remember watching it over and over again. And I just feel like it's one of those movies I could put, like put on at any time and just would still be as fun and exciting and just an overall great watch like anytime it's so good I love it the the music the score of this oh oh my goodness so yeah yeah when I was a competitive gymnast my flority music was the Pirates of the Caribbean I almost was gonna bring this up Katie do you want to say what your connection to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme music is I will say that I think I was maybe a little bit on the young end to be like a pirate stand when it was coming out um I do I ha- I think I've seen most of those movies if not all of them I've seen the one without uh Orlando Bloom in it I know that for sure though I think Sam Claflin was in that I don't know why they had to make more three was fine Penelope Cruz. three was fine I believe I've I believe there are five it's so hard to keep track yeah but for those of you who don't know, I mean, I assume that maybe if you're listening to a Disney podcast, you do know this, but Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean were attractions before they were movies. Yes. Also... So they're not based on the movies. I know people like to slam Haunted Mansion and just completely obliterate it, but the that movie? movie's not bad. That movie's... Go- I like that movie. I don't know I why you guys... I think I was too afraid to watch it It is a little a bit child. scary. I don't know why people don't like this movie, though. I don't understand. I've never had... Isn't... What's his name? Eddie... Eddie Murphy is so Eddie good Eddie Murphy's in it. in it. Yeah, that's right. I have to look up the Rotten Tomatoes score because... Yeah. I do really like Haunted Mansion. That was definitely in contention for my favorite... Uh, Magic Kingdom attraction but again I feel like that's too predictable I had to go with Thunder it has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes that is is criminal what I don't it's good it's a good I don't I honestly don't know whether I've seen all of it I like that movie I mean it's not my favorite like don't get don't don't twist my words (laughs) but it does not deserve a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes if you ever see those lists that are like list of movies that don't deserve all the hate they get or that have terrible Rotten Tomato scores like why why isn't this movie on more of those lists like please Hmm. please maybe I'll have to watch it I really like it all right I think we're at our last question did we make it yeah our last question what is your favorite park snack this was really hard and I yeah, I, I don't know why. Like, I feel like this should have been the easiest of all for me, but it wasn't. Um, also, just disclaimer, I have dietary restrictions. I have celiac disease, so that means I have to eat gluten-free. Shout out to Disney for being one of the most inclusive places for people with dietary restrictions. It is, I don't always like to buy 
food from the parks because it's expensive. So there's that. And you can bring in food. Unlike yeah, a lot of can. places, like bring in all the food you want. I a lot of the times we'll bring snacks, even if I plan to buy like one meal or some snacks. But yeah, they're great. Um, whenever I go to Epcot, I have to get a caramel apple with peanuts, specifically from the caramel bakery place in Germany. It's just amazing. It's so good. I love caramel. I love apples. I love peanuts. And it's just my favorite. Um, I do. I'm the type of person that I, I am similar to Katie and sometimes where I like my routines. So I, I feel like I always get that. And at Magic Kingdom, I like the Mickey premium ice cream bars. I know it's so basic, Ugh. but, but it's so They're good. So good though. I feel like I haven't truly gone to Magic Kingdom if I don't get one of those. And then um, I also get to pick an international snack, I decided. So Tokyo has this thing at both of their parks where they have flavored popcorn, like like seven or eight different like crazy flavors. So when I went there, I made it my mission to try like all the ones that I could. And it was very fun. They have like weird flavors like strawberry popcorn and honey popcorn and chocolate popcorn. They even have like soy sauce and like shrimp, garlic and shrimp flavored popcorn. So I didn't do all of them, but that was just like a, such a fun little, little thing. So Katie, what's yours? So I want to preface this by saying that like, I generally don't try new things when I'm at the parks and I really do want to try and be better about that. But I just like to get the same thing when I go. So I used to have a snack that I would have to get at every single park. Since then, Disney have Disney has like revamped some things and I can no longer get the snacks that I need at each park. And it makes me very angry. Specifically, caramel apples from Hollywood Studios. They no longer have them there. You have to get them either, I think from like Dumbo's big, like big top treats or whatever that's at Magic Kingdom or from Disney Springs. But that was my Hollywood studio snack. So I'm very upset about that because I would always get like the themed ones. Like I've gotten a Maleficent one, a Baymax one. Like I would always get the specialty ones. So that makes me very sad. I think I have to go with the pretzel from Germany. They're so good. That is like my lunch when I go to Epcot. I basically go to Epcot for the food and for the alcohol. Like, I don't see any other reason you need to go to Epcot. Um, But yeah, I really like that. Honorable mention, though, is Pizza Fari from Animal Kingdom. I love Pizza Fari. That is, I always eat, I always eat Pizza Fari when I go to Animal Kingdom. Like, that is my thing that I get at Animal Kingdom. I love it so much. I understand that, like, it's theme park pizza, but it's so good. Like, it's so bready, and I really like my pizza bready. I love Pizza Fari. Yeah, we just picked like quick bites and snacks. I yeah. understand, and Katie knows more about this than I do. There's like whole blogs dedicated to Disney food. They have incredible restaurants in the parks and in the resorts. So please don't say, like, please don't come at us and say that we're being basic with our choices. We, we specifically said park snack. Yeah, I also am not a big sit-down restaurant person at Disney. 
And I think part of that is because when I go to Disney, I don't really want to spend three hours of my day at a restaurant. I understand that I'm probably missing out on some really good food, but I'm also a very picky eater. So I'm probably not really missing out on any food that I'd want to eat anyways, <laughs> honestly. Um, I just get chicken nugs when I go and that's perfectly fine with me. I think their chicken nugs are delicious and I love their fries. So I don't see the need to spend more money to sit down and take time away that I could be at a parade or riding an attraction. It just doesn't. It's not the way I like to theme park. Yeah. There are an incredible number of restaurants at Disney. And when I lived in Orlando and when I worked there for 10 months, I tried my best to try different restaurants, especially ones at the like hotels and resorts that I had never even been to before. And even I am not even close to going to like even half of the restaurants. So um, I've been to a couple more of the sit down ones there. You can get incredible like five star restaurant quality food from Disney. Um, That might be something we talk about. If I'm going to go to a sit-down restaurant, I'm going to go to one at Disney Springs. I've tried multiple restaurants at Disney Springs. If I want to get good fancy food, I'll get it at Disney Springs. I don't need to get it at the theme parks. I also want to say that I neither of us mentioned Dole Whip, and I feel like that's a crime against humanity to not mention Dole Whip when we're talking about favorite park snacks. I do really love me some good Dole Whip. I I will say I like to get the vanilla swirl. Just the pineapple is a little bit too pineapple-y for me. I need some creaminess in there with some vanilla soft serve um but that's like my must get snack at magic kingdom sorry i don't really like pineapple i don't mind a dole whip especially like it like katie said if i can get it with the vanilla ice cream but i'm not a big pineapple person and i know turkey leg is another big popular one but have you tried eating a turkey leg first of all it's so much second of all it's so messy I mean, it's good, but it's not, it's, I think it's overrated, personally, personal opinion. I've never had one, so can't speak to that. Katie's more of a picky eater than I am, so. But the turkey legs are gluten-free, fun fact, so. All right, I think we're gonna wrap up pretty quickly. We're just gonna go over some housekeeping. Is that what you like to call it? Um, sure. Just about what to expect. Mousekeeping? Should we call it oh mousekeeping? Oh my god, yes! <laughs> mousekeeping! Uh, yeah, that's what housekeepers are called at Disney World. Mouse. I forgot about Blair that. Blair housekeeping. Um, just some mousekeeping. Um, to explain a little bit about the formatting of our episodes going forward. So this is going to be a really personal podcast for us. We're going to talk a lot about our connections to the movies and our connections to the park. Um, Keep in mind that we're both Disney fans. We're not objective film critics or people that study film and media, and we're not going to pretend that we are. We're going to give you our opinions. Yeah. Opinions. And we're talking about these movies together and with you guys because there's something that have been a big part of our lives that we've always loved, but we're not going to pretend that the movies are perfect. And we're not going to pretend that we're not talking about them in 2020. We know a lot of these movies we're going to talk about stretch far back into time. They were made in that time, but we're not from the 1930s or the 1940s. We live in 2020. People watch the movies in 2020. So we're going to do our best to keep in mind both of those things at the same time. That these movies were made, some of them a long time ago, but also people still watch them today. Um, 
We're also not going to talk about the movies like frame by frame. We're not going to do an in-depth plot synopsis. Um, all of these movies are available on Disney+. Plus, and yeah. probably you've seen a lot, especially the popular ones. Um, and we think this is going to be the type of thing that you can enjoy whether you just watched the movie like yesterday or whether you saw it like 20 years ago. We're going to try to make it accessible that way. And we're not claiming to know the most about Disney animated movies. We're not animation historians or even that we love them the most. But we do want to spend time together as sisters with something that's been an incredible part and an important part of our childhood and just our lives in general. Anything to add, Kay? I don't think so. I like I want to reiterate that we are going to be talking about our opinions a lot and like you are free to disagree with what we say like that is perfectly fine. We will not judge you if you want to share your other opinion your opposing opinion with us. We'd love to hear it. Um, but yeah, just keep in mind that these are opinions and I'm going to, I think we're going to try our best to like not present them as fact because I do feel like a lot of people when they talk about their opinion, present it as fact. And I very much dislike that because I think it alienates people who have different opinions. So I'm going to at least try my best to like present them as my opinion, say I believe or I feel before these statements so that they don't come across as facts. And then I generally try to be a very positive person. I'm very protective over Disney. I don't like it when people bash Disney, but I do think that it's also our job as people who are going to be talking about these things on the internet, like with people being able to listen to us. I think we do have a duty to bring up the more unpleasant things about some of these movies and not sugarcoat them and not not talk about them because I think that would be a great disservice and I think it's important to acknowledge the mistakes that have been made in the past 100% they're mistakes and I will readily admit like from the get-go this is our first ever episode I am a type of person that if I love something I struggle I struggle hard you guys to critique it to take criticism I'm the type of person that i see things in black and white a lot of the times but that's not the world we live in it's shades of gray and I will I'm actively as we go through this process together trying to be better at number one critiquing them for myself from myself but also listening to the critiques of other people Katie and I both have a perspective that we're bringing to this as people who love Disney but as people with a critical eye as well. And just so you know, we're both white women. So that also plays a big role into how we perceive, how we experience, and how we critique things. And especially when we get to movies that people that don't look like Katie and myself have made specific critiques about, we will not be speaking for those people, but we will be conscious and we will do our best to bring those perspectives and those experiences and those critiques that we don't have into the movies because that is something I believe is extremely important um, especially in the world we live in today so also just to talk a little tiny bit about what we will talk about when we go through movies we're going to talk about we're going to share like a little fact file so talk about when the movie was released 
um, some of the like voice actors and all that kind of fun stuff. Also, two things that I'm super excited to talk about are like story origins and trivia. I'm the type of person that I tend to love like movie trivia almost as much as I love movies themselves. Like as soon as I finish a movie, if I love it, I go on IMDb and read all the trivia available. So like we will definitely get into that. And those are things that as well as expressing our opinions and personal connections and kind of rating the movie in terms of um, the plot, the music, the animation, the characters, all that kind of stuff. We will go through that as well as bringing the context to the movie. But specifically, I want to address for like the movie trivia and the like facts, the hard facts about the movie. We do not claim, again, we do not claim to be experts about these things. What I'm doing is what Katie and I are doing are going through like primary and secondary sources looking for these fun things to share with you guys. So if you find if we say something that's not right, like please send us corrections. I love when people correct me. That's not true. I actually hate when people (laughs) correct me, but like being wrong is something I hate more than when people correct me. So like please feel free to like always correct us to always share your perspective if it's different and to share your opinion if it's different yeah that's what I want to say about that yeah and we're also gonna I kind of talked about this at the beginning but we're going to talk about the particular movie's connection to the parks maybe where you can see hints of that movie within the different parks where you can meet those characters from the movie because we do want to bring in the park's to this podcast because we both love the parks by themselves without the movies as well you know yeah 100 so, yeah it's the other yeah, thing then, we'll be talking about yeah and then we've talked about all these things that you can let us know now i'll share with you where you can let us know those things so on twitter we are great movie underscore pod we are on Instagram, we are Great Movie Pod, and then you can also email us at greatmoviepod at gmail.com so you can follow us. We'll, we do have a lot of Disney content that we love to share, lots of photos. Um, I'm so excited. We have lots of merch. Yeah, so we're going to try our best to share kind of fun things. Um, I am planning on going pretty soon. So I'm going to try my best to kind of get content for you guys there. Then, like, it's a very weird time to go to Disney. So hopefully I'll be able to share that with y'all then as well. All right. So Katie went over social media. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to our first ever episode of the Great Movie Podcast. Have a magical day and we'll see you at the movies. (laughs) 